I think that we we are right now facing sort of an existential crisis around transportation. Even to the non-professional, architectural models have a magical appeal. It's the presentation of the possible, imagining yourself in a new place, a carefully crafted environment. Gabe Paez, our guest on this week's Uptech Report, has developed a unique and marvelous way to bring people into these models. His company, The Wild, offers a virtual reality platform that enables anyone with a VR headset anywhere in the world to collaborate with others on architectural models, allowing you and your team to actually be in the space you're designing. It's wild indeed. Gabe, I'm excited to be with you and hear more about The Wild. To start us off, can you go ahead and share the concept of the wild in in five seconds, really brief? What is it? So the wild is an immersive collaboration platform for teams of environmental designers, like architects, interior designers, uh, spatial designers, to work together in augmented and virtual reality. This this has been about three three and a half years since you began started it. Um, is this your kind of first venture uh, starting on your own? What's what's this been? Um, process been like as you started it? Well, this has been my first uh, product company, not my first company to, to run. Um, prior to founding The Wild, I built out or I built teams and um, to build out software for physical spaces like uh, interactive touch tables for museums and corporate environments, uh, interactive walls, floors, surfaces. I've always been obsessed with that sort of intersection of the physical world and the digital world. And so how, and, and really that comes to my core love of people and human behavior and how we interact with each other. And I've always believed that I want software to live in our world, not us live in a software world. <laughs> and so uh, you know, pri prior to virtual and augmented reality being viable technology platforms, I was doing that however I could. But I knew that once uh, once VR really came of age, I, I wanted to form a product company. I wanted to build it around collaboration, and that was really the founding seed of the Wild. So interesting. You 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 saw the 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 problem. If you were to to to, to truly describe that problem that you saw, that now VR has. Actually, that's another question. Do you feel it's come of age? Um, how has that solved that problem? Let's, let's look at the problem first. Yeah, so the problem's pretty simple. I think that we, we are right now facing sort of an existential crisis around transportation. So with the 20th century, we built uh, incredible machines to move people across the earth. <laughs> you know, uh, cars, planes, trains, really all of that infrastructure that we built to transport people from place to place and fundamentally make the world smaller, more like create one world by moving people more efficiently from place to place. But what did we actually do? Uh, well, we created a system that was an incredible user of natural resources to, to make that happen. We redesigned our cities around roads and cars and created um, a physical design of our cities that has more division in it than unification it with the intention of bringing people together but the result is that we're just you know drawing lines across the city and and so i i think 
at a greater level, that's the really the problem that, that I saw. I want to find a way to use software and use not just software, but immersive computing. The, this idea of putting the person at the center of the experience rather than the device, not going and sitting down at a desk and typing on the desk or, or getting my phone and like staring down into the phone screen, but rather just allowing that, that virtual experience to live around and among, amongst us. Uh, as a as a solution to transport people into a shared experience. If let's if we walk through the potential like flow, then it's like a, a an architect would create a design in a, in a program um, like what? Uh, so uh, Revit and SketchUp are primarily right. what we're seeing the workflows originate out of. And then they would open that within the wild, and then they can collaborate. Uh, bring their their client in there and then they look at it together is that kind of the process they create it in one program yep, yep. they pull it in and then they look at it together yes so there's a it's not just that they bring it in there's a add-in for the wild inside of those programs that then they can push uh their updates to our cloud um and so it's not a manual process you just push your content up and then you enter it into the wild and whatever's in the wild is always up to date it's always accessible from anywhere uh, on the world, on any of our devices that we support. So you can get in there in a virtual reality headset, on an augmented reality device like an iPad or an iPhone, on Mac in desktop mode, or on Windows in desktop mode. So, so it can still be a 2D experience if, if they don't have a headset and they don't want to use their phone, they can still review it together. Exactly, but um, even with a 2D experience, that everyone has their own point of view in the space and can move through the space freely. Do you feel that uh, virtual reality and augmented reality have matured or is there still a way to go? Uh, well, it depends on your definition of matured. For sure, they have matured. Like the speed of iteration on virtual reality is just insane in the three and a half years. I mean, even before I was working in VR, but you know, in the past five years, I would say it's just amazing how far we've come in terms of the hardware, the capabilities, the, the speed of, uh, the technology being deployed, uh, features, and just base um, usability improvements. At this point, you know, a lot of it is driving toward a combination of features and, but more importantly, just usability and stability. We, we need to be, and we are driving toward that point where you just put the headset on and it works. Like that's, <laughs> It, it seems really quaint to just focus on that and but deploying I'm always thrilled any features that are deployed around just putting that headset on and having it work instantly are terrific for me. What's your business model? Is it simply like a, a subscription SaaS monthly model? What's what does that look like? Yeah, so uh, we it's a per seat uh, licensing model. And um, so you pay it's team based. So you have your company team and there's a payment method attached to that team and then you just pay per seat on the team. Gotcha. And, and then you can so, invite other uh, guests in to that. Exactly. You would you invite guests, you can invite viewers, you can invite other team members, editors, contractors. There are different there's a whole content management and sharing part of the wild as well that often gets less attention, but it's really crucial to honestly like deploying it over a lot of different projects and um, the complexities complexities therein. But basically you have a lot of control, sort of like Google Drive or something, where 
you can selectively share different content with people both inside and external to your organization. And then they come into your team and they have access to that stuff, whether that's a space or a collection of products or doors or whatever. Yeah. So your, your growth trajectory the last uh, three years, you've got a base of clients, uh, any metrics you can share on that of, of how many people are, are actively using it of, and, and well, yeah. So we, um, I will say over, over this past, you know, four months, we've, we've easily been into the, you know, into the twenties, 20% 20 month over month growth. Nice. And so like for a small team like us, that's uh, just insane yeah. you know, to see on, on, on both. I would say on the customer side, um, it, just in terms of sales and getting new teams in, you know, and then we've also, we're starting to see that internal growth happen where we've got some teams that adopted the wild in late 20, you know, even mid 2019 in early phase uh, for us. And now they're starting to just rapidly, they maybe adopted like five seats and they're starting to expand those out. So that's great. What's, what's kind of your plans for the near term next year and long term, five, 10 years? Do you have any kind of set out of this is our roadmap? The wild does what we say it does and does it very well. Like we just, you know, pound that into ourselves. I mean, it's all about, I, I believe strongly that it's very easy, especially in XR to just want to post a fancy um, GIF of something cool in the space, you know, because the things we're able to do are so cool and fun. But I really believe that just, foundationally chomping down how long does it take from the moment you invite someone to the wild to the moment they're in the wild you know that that second person comes into the wild like just optimizing that the the hell out of that number chomping it down um that stuff to me is it's core not just to our success but to the adoption of of xr um across the board for real daily active um and and I wouldn't just say use in the general sense, like consumer use, there's more tolerance for things breaking, uh, but professional use, like you're going into a meeting trying to pitch a client and you need to have a high degree of confidence that the platform you are pitching that inside of is going to not just work, not just acceptably work, but work very well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that that's really what we've been driving toward. Gotcha. And then long-term, what's your plan five, 10 years from now that you want to get to? But the wild is an immersive collaboration platform really at the core, as I keep saying, it's a workspace and you can do many things in that workspace. And so our plan over time is to start uh, chomping down uh, different functionality. That's really going to bring more and more professionals into the wild to be able to do their work better beyond environmental designers. Um, I think that there's, a, a, you know, our core mission of really helping teams collaborate together and and being that catalyst for for facilitating the exchange of the best ideas, um, you know, being the place where that happens. To to realize that, I think I I really want the wild to be capable enough that we can package it in a format that's going to work for a lot of different people. And in doing so, I really do believe we can have a meaningful impact on the way our businesses operate, the way our communities are designed, and the way our the way we think about how 
professional transportation happens across the world. Because I do not believe we have a strong future when we're flying across the world for one meeting and then flying home the next day. That just really makes me feel bad about our future, <laughs> about what is to come with our environment, with our um, the quality of our families, with the quality of you know our economy uh, overall and the long-term viability of it. I want something better and I want the wild to be a part of that. Where can people go to learn more and what's a good first step for them to take? Uh, Thewild.com, super easy. Um, you can go to learn more. We've got a ton of resources on there, not just to understand the wild, but to look at different use cases. Um, in our blog, we're always uh, posting about different people, uh, customers utilizing the wild. Um, also tips for just using virtual reality in your studio, um, like as any kind of a professional, what do I need to set up VR at home, you know, for my employees, how, what's best to do that go there to learn more. We, we try to keep, and then follow us on at the wild XR, um, on any of the social medias, <laughs> um, where we, we post about that stuff as well. Be sure to check out the second part of my conversation with Gabe in which he opens up about his struggle of starting a new company with no money. And at a time when investors were very reluctant.